Hey, welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Fence podcast, doing all sorts of NBA chat today. And I don't know if you saw this uh, guest who I'll reveal in a second, but I did this whole like tweet thread because we had a year anniversary. I say we, me, had a year anniversary of starting this a few days ago. And I was like, we had a great year, you know, really big guests on the pod, you know, going to do bigger and better things this year. And my first guest after that is you, Tim Ray. What a shock. Yeah, well, you know, you just can't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a massive build up. And then in the end, we just, you're back for appearance. What what appearance are you up to now? Like five, six? Maybe even higher than that. How many episodes have there been? 28 total. Probably what, 40%? So you were on the, <laughs> you were on the central division preview. So I'm counting that. Two formula, no, three Formula One pods, uh, two card ones, so that's six. I think there was a the a Olympics, very the Olympics, similar to the, oh, the yeah, I forgot about the Olympics. Seven, the finals preview for the Bucks, so that's eight. The NBA awards and postseason nine, Jesus Christ, yeah, nine. You know, can you can you edit my professional reel for me? That was nine. <laughs> <laughs> esteemed guest of various houses on the internet yeah nine out of it's more my um, i'm of the my local my local network lately but yeah Yeah, (laughs) um yeah nine out of 28 what's that just under 33 percent no it's not not a bad clip (laughs) it's i would i would much enjoy that gotta guard him if you're shooting that Uh, you know, if he makes one, then you might change the scout. But, <laughs> but no, there's a, there's a fair bit to cover, and obviously, I say obviously that they wouldn't know this. But we, yeah, we sat down to record. Uh, what is it? Saturday, the fifth of February, about two hours ago, there was a, a, a small trade announced. Uh, the first, this first domino of the deadline, really. Although I don't really think many people expected this to happen. I think there was rumors that. Bledsoe was going to be shipped out of the Clippers for whatever they could get, just because you know it's Bledsoe. What's the point? Um, Playing all right. Come on. Yeah, exactly. That and you know it was weird. <laughs> but but the, but the Clippers sent Bledsoe, and I've just got on the run sheet assorted shit. So it was uh, Keon Johnson. I've forgotten who the other one was actually. <laughs> Jesus. A second round pick from us, from the Pistons in like 2025. Oh, that's valuable. That's it a is. 31st right there. <laughs> uh, to the Blazers for Norman oh, it was, Powell. It was just as Rob- Winslow. Winslow, of course, yes. For Norman Powell and Robert and Rob Cove. Bob Cove. Um, the initial reaction that everyone had to this trade was the Blazers have somehow managed to turn Gary Trent Jr. and two first round picks into Eric Bledsoe in less than a year. I mean, I don't. Firstly, it's a Covington trade, which is notable. <laughs> Although they don't, they don't, they always. It's the idea of trading for Robert Covington always seems to be better than what you get, which is wild <laughs> considering like how how good of it. Well, I suppose because he had such a good reputation. But he, like he is a reputation guy more so than if, actual guy now. Yes, I mean he's still substance. I mean this is wild. I don't know what. <laughs> Like, maybe if the Clippers can get healthy. Yeah, it, it just screams from Portland's side, like salary dumping, really. Like, that's all it is. I don't know what Portland are doing. 
No, and like, it's like if if you're gonna salary dump, and salary dump's not really the right term for someone like. Well, the thing is, they're the, gonna have to pay Anthony Simons. Yeah, because like, like I guess Simons there's clears room for that. Yes, yeah, Simons has proven he's ready to like be the guy, yes. or a, a guy at least. But then you look at Lillard and McCollum. Like, at what point does Lillard just go, guys? Just get me out of here. What, what we, we've t- spoken about this before. It's it's insane that they still play together. Yeah, like they should have traded McCollum like three years ago. At, I mean, three years ago, you wouldn't have been, even been surprised. I'm talking like four or five. Like, it's been how long since McCollum broke out? Like seven, eight years? Uh, he was drafted in 2013. I think his first two years he was on the bench. So, yeah, I'd say 15. But then 16. he had that really big improvement. Yeah, it was 15. When he 16. started. Yeah. So it was his third year, I'm pretty sure, when he broke it's, out. It, I guess it always seems to be that way. The, the trade that people have in mind just never materializes. And that's sort of been one of them. It's like if you're looking to trade a, a star in the league and then trying to get an above average return, everybody always brings up McCollum. Like, why don't you send them to Portland for him? And then it's just never happened. Yeah. And McCollum's 30. He's 31 before next Sneaky. season. Sneaky old. Sneaky it, old. He was a four-year college guy. He's actually, he's the, I think he's only a year older than Lillard. Um, actually, they were both four-year guys, weren't they? But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, if, if you had said that this trade was uh, McCollum instead of Norman Powell, it probably looks like terrible value for McCollum, but it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, Portland, like, and they, they fired Stotts, brought in Billups, and like nothing else has changed. Yeah. They're, sort of, they're just stuck in the bands. But the thing is, it's like they're not even... I suppose they, they always seem to make it in, but I was going to say they're perennially good, but like they're always there's always a moment in the season where it seems like they're struggling, but then Dame sort of carries them for two weeks and then they make the playoffs. Well, yeah, that, that was the logic, like not not to turn into a punting podcast, but um, the preseason, I put a wild futures on like every award, like just one, like picking the winner back in whenever it was, might have been early October. And I used that logic pretty much to to um to pick Lillard as the MVP at whatever odds I got him at. So I was like, look, nothing else has changed. And if Portland are even like remotely good, it's going to be because Lillard's carrying this team. And turns out that didn't train. He had like the worst season he's ever had in <laughs> like five years, six years. I think the issue with that is like as we've sort of seen, it's like he has the he has a period of like two to three weeks at a time where he has like an he has insane games like back to back to back, um, and it's never really has he finished top five in MVP? I don't think so. Um, or if he has, it's like it's certainly fourth or fifth. Yeah. Um, but like the problem with that would be that that that's sort of standard practice for him. Like that's it's a season as usual. Um. I guess the issue with this is that they sort of hit their wall a couple of years ago. Um, they, they made a conference finals. Um, they haven't or they had? They did. They they did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they get swept or it just it didn't go really well for them from memory. Um, uh, well, I mean, evidently. Top, <laughs> top of my head, I don't remember. Uh, just quickly, Lillard came fourth in MVP voting in 2018. That was it. There you go. Um it's always been like they're thereabouts, but not for for me at least. Like, oh, sorry, but this uh, this what I'm looking at was was published before last year's one, so I don't know where it came last year, but yeah. 
I don't think you would have been top five because you're looking at like Jokic and B, Giannis, LeBron up there. LeBron was probably up there. It's just it's safe to assume he was top five. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking at their cap sheet now, and it's we might finally get some drastic change. Maybe what next season? Um, the Nurkic contract comes off, which was actually really twelve million for him is really good. That's a that's wild. He's only 27 as well. I could have swore he was older. Sneaky young. That yes, yeah, he feels like. Oh, well, I suppose international player. Just feels like he's been there like a long time. Um, that Simon thing is going to be interesting because yeah. they'll probably get bullied into maxing him. So then they've got to make a decision on CJ or Dame. I get. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but who knows? Yeah. Well, they've also but- got a decision to make on Tony Snell. <laughs> you clearly got the Blazers roster in front of you because you would have had no idea Snell was on the Blazers by now. I'd forgotten. <laughs> it was one of the things like I remember because they the Blazers posted a thing on his birthday and he got given a cake and it was of his BlackBerry. <laughs> no, I do remember that. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I hope the, the phone number was just that they'd keyed into the display was just zeros. Oh, well, it shows like it should have showed up as green instead of blue. That's what <laughs> there were legitimate problems at other teams that he's had. That's a, I'm pretty sure that was Jason Kidd. What was this? Jason, um, maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but it seems like a Jason Kidd thing. But he was like extremely pissed at Tony Snell because he, um, he was ruining the group chat that the Bucks had. Oh, <laughs> because he was the only one that didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else? I mean, yeah. Th- I guess not Clippers much. side. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Actually, this this seems like a. Uh, yeah, they're not giving up like major draft capital, and and you know, Justice Winslow has kind of had an odd career, not a fall off, but just like a. You know, he's kind of a guy now. But the injuries sort yeah. of derailed that a bit, and then he was already an older guy. Yeah, um, the, 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 but I think the, here you're getting you're getting malleable pieces that fit around guys more than maybe say Winslow. So I feel Winslow has excelled when he's had the ball in his hands, whereas like Powell and Roko, like they can fit around. They, I mean, they're a team of wings, even more so now. Yeah. So the Clippers right now are 27 and 27. They're eighth in the conference. I don't think it matters what their record They're, is as long as they get healthy by the playoffs. Well, that, mean, you say well, that for a lot of teams, Lakers, etc. But yeah, yeah. But what, what I mean is they're two and a half games away from the sixth seed, which is the Nuggets currently. Now you'd assume the Nuggets would probably internally improve, and you know it all depends on when they get guys back. They get but, healthy, and then yeah, yeah. But with the Clippers, I think this this is kind of a. It's not really much of a sell for the future because the only future guy you've really given up is, or besides some like sixteen year old. Second round pick. Um, I it, mean, if you're the Clippers, do you care about the future? You have poor George and Kawhi Leonard. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, but even if you, but even and, you, if you and you're in LA, so it's like you can yeah. turn around very quickly. It's it's you shouldn't have to worry. But you know, if you happen to lose those guys, there's a chance that you get someone else. Yeah, but even if you like, even if you do care about the future, the the only guy you've really lost is Keon Johnson. And besides having um, the combine record for vertical leap of 45 inches, I want to say. Like, it's not, you know, he's not exactly a blue chip prospect that, you know, teams are banging down the door for. So, no, 
that they've done well to leverage some like end of the bench, like filler and a redundant main guy in Bledsoe when you've got guys like Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, and you get like, because <laughs> they're playing guys like Amir Coffey 35 minutes a night and Amir Coffey's a fine player, but he's not Norman Powell. No. I mean, Norman Powell, they, like, like you're sort of indicating their record should improve on just the random nights where they've been losing games and it's been disgusting. Yeah. Um, Covington is more the sort of help you, or again, the idea of Covington, <laughs> which it's weird to say because he isn't, it's not that you say that about like players that are actually bad that people think have good reputations, but it's like Covington is still good. It's just, he was so hyped at one point. He was that guy that people pointed to as the most underrated player in the league for a long time. And then it's like, why isn't this guy? He's like, quote unquote, the real defensive player of the year. It's like, they're never going to give it to him, but he's like the best defender. <laughs> sort of like a like a Tony Allen type thing, like year in, year out. Um, but I mean, you make this deal every, every day of the week, especially if you're the Clippers, like considering they're sort of, like we were talking about, like the... Again, I don't think they need to build for the... They always seem to have, other than like shy, they've always had, you know, in this sort of run, they've had the last, what, 10 um, sort yeah. of bridging on 15 years now. They've always... It seems like their draft pick has not mattered no. at all. Well, they had that random um, year where they picked Shea and Jerome Robinson back-to-back in the lottery. And do you know where Jerome Robinson is right now? Because I don't. You said a... He's the one. Oh, yes, he looks like Brock from Pokemon. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, he does. Uh, He's now with the Santa Cruz Warriors in the G League. There you go. Well, he's on a good. He's on a good G League team. Yeah. Um, other trade news, and I don't like. I'm only talking about this because it's literally just come through. Um, and it's one, it's been just coming through for the last four years now. It's the, the potential uh, union between Philadelphia and James Harden. Now, reports are like uh, James Harden, oh, sorry, the, the Sixers are aggressively, they're going to expect it to pursue James Harden ahead of the deadline. And the Nets now open to discussing a deal. So a bit of a nothing report, because I think everyone could have inferred that just from, from watching that both these teams go on this season. Like we've had that report multiple times and then yeah. it's just turned out that like Maury doesn't want to give up that much for Harden is sort of like the, what is the, the next tweet after that? Yeah. Like well, a day I, later. Yeah. Well, I had this, a similar discussion on this yesterday with some people, um, not about Harden, but it was about Beal. And, you know, Beal's obviously not a, in the, not on the same level as Harden. Beal's another one. He's another CJ McCollum in the t- in terms of like, oh, they should trade him. You know, they gotta. It's gonna happen, and it just hasn't. There's no real. Although, error, d- there's no air apparent in Washington like there is in Portland, though. Well, yeah. To be fair, Beal has taken over as uh, taken over Wall as the franchise guy, so that is slightly different. Yeah, but I was saying because I, I saw a report, and I don't know how legit it was because it was I just found it in the far reaches of the internet somewhere. Um, but it was that uh, Maury didn't want to include Maxi or Thibel in a Beal trade for Ben Simmons, obviously. Yeah. And to me, that was just classic. Like, you know, it's like every fan overrates, like you can't give up this role player for that star. 
Are you insane? Yeah, exactly. But I was and, shocked that like the sentiment was that like you wouldn't even do that trade anyway, like Beal for Simmons, because Sim- the argument was that Simmons is a better player. And like, okay, he might be a better player, but he's got like the trade value is neg- not negative, but you know, he doesn't have any. So, well, you have to, we, I mean, they've been at this point for like months now. I'd forgotten about it. Like you almost forget that Simmons is technically in the NBA, right? Yeah. Um, they reached the point like months ago where you're going to have to attach an asset to Simmons to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, which just quietly, if he ended up on the Wizards, that would be really cool. I want to see if he ends up somewhere that plays really quick. I think that's sort of the, I mean, game alone, because I have no idea where the sort of mental thing is at and the maturity level and, and whatever is there and really what's going to happen. I mean, financially, he probably doesn't need to play again. Um, if, if anything, it would benefit him to have retired six months. Like if he didn't want to play again, it would have benefited him to retire six months ago and not get fined. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it, like I said, it is pretty wild that you overrate your role players. But yeah. in that sense, it's when they're within your organization, like you see what they can do. Yeah. And it, whatever you think of Maxi or Thibel and, you know, I, Maxi especially has proven because he was drafted in the 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 twenties last year. I think he was twenty second. Um, didn't think much of him as a point guard. Thought he, he seems like classic chucker bench shooting guard when he first came in, but then he's developed into an actual point guard and he's probably playing well above his draft pick and his value right now. So the contract all of a sudden looks like a steal just because that's all rookie contracts do. Yeah, I mean, but, that's arguably the reason to trade him. It's like, do you think he... Like, he looks like a long-term starter, but it's like, if you can leverage that into Harden, Beal, Dame, etc., like, you have to sort of take those... Um, that's the sort of... It, that's a very analytical and easy to say, especially hindsight sort of reasons to trade guys. Um, but you, you've but, seen it. It yeah. has paid off before for teams. Yeah, but the point I was getting at was um I've forgotten now because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh no, sorry. Yeah, it was regardless of what you think of Maxi as a prospect and starter and all that, and Thibel as a defensive wizard, etc. Teams refusing to include these level of guys, like you know, clear role players. They're not stars, like clear good role players. But the teams that refuse to give up those guys, and you see it with Boston all the time. Like it's a bit of a meme now with Danny Ainge when he was running the show, you know, he refused to give up like Grant Williams for LeBron James in essence. <laughs> um, but that's how teams stay in that like nowhere zone, right? Yeah. Like, you know, well, you- I think because in the NBA, the payoff of having a star is so large. Like if they're as unique as Thibault's skill set is and, you know, the sort of home, home run or inside the park home run that they've hit on <laughs> a big triple. Maxi. You can you can replicate those two guys. It's very it's you're not going to find you find there's a handful of players that you can have in the same conversation as a Harden. Yeah, and then maybe a maybe two handfuls with Bill. Um, yeah, but how big's a hand? Is it a Kawhi hand or a, a Boban hand? <laughs> well, maybe two Boban hands for for Bill, and then a, a normal size hand for Harden. That was surely one um, Boban one Boban hand for for Bill then. I think also the. It would be interesting to me what the dynamic between Harden and Embiid is. 
Well, the um, reason I don't like Simmons and Embiid together is because Simmons is a pick and roll guy and Embiid's an ISO center. So it just doesn't naturally work. But then at least Harden has the gravity of the shot, right? But I don't think yeah. he hasn't played with a, another ISO. Even in Brooklyn, like, yeah, KD's obviously the guy. But- That's a very weird situation. It's a very novel and weird situation that I don't think is indicative of anywhere else any of those guys are going to go. But um, but but Durant, as much as he's the guy, he he's not not so much of a ball stopper. And if that well, makes because sense. he can because he's that great, he can be just he can stand in the corner and it's like holy crap, uh, you know, one of the great. He's going to score. But like pretty it's much sort of like the grace that he plays with that allows yeah. him to do that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not looking up Embiid's advanced stats, but I just, I'd assume his usage rate is about eighty five percent. <laughs> well, that's if it was Embiid and Harden, you wouldn't need the role players like Maxi and because <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe actually, to be honest, maybe Tybal would be a good role player for that. Um, you could just have Thibault him. would, yeah, but Maxi would be completely three redundant. PJ Tuckers, Harden <laughs> and Embiid. Yeah, give, give me 10 PJ Tuckers and they would win the Champions League. <laughs> the Champions League, yeah, oh, it's a, it's a uh, when Mourinho was. Managing Chelsea, he said, "Give me ten Aspilicueta's and we'll win the Champions League." Oh dear! Well, we, you wouldn't concede anything. No, they never score. score. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to go to pe- all. You do is practice penalties. You go to penalty shootouts all the time. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's enough trade chat. I mean, yeah, this Harden to the Sixers has been going on for like four years now. So, well, yeah, the Sixers should have traded with the Rockets to get him. I feel like that was their opportunity. And Simmons much higher value at that time. They just... Yeah, they sat on their hands. To be fair, it's hard to foresee that it would go this badly. No. Like you would have assumed still that he would have been playing. Like when he's playing, the Sixers are still pretty good. Like, Yeah. um, They're they're thereabouts each year. Yeah. But the main stuff today, uh, the All-Star teams were announced... Well, the starters were announced about you know a week ago or so now, and then the reserves were named yesterday. So we'll quickly run through uh, the East starters: Kevin Durant, Giannis, Demar Derozan, Trey Young, and Embiid. First of all, actually, we'll start with that. I mean, the starters seem like the most obvious. What well, they seem like the most obvious, and we'll get to the West in a second. I think the only issue that people had with the starters in the East was Trey Young purely for team record. I think people thought Levine was going to be a starter, but I mean, do you care about the starter designation? Like, it doesn't really matter. Yes and no. It's built up as a thing that we're supposed to care about. And it does somewhat like, you know, 10 years down the line, it doesn't really matter because they just record all-star selections. They don't record like, or not that they don't record. It's nobody remembers who started. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Um, the, the argument, I guess, is that, um, because the all-star starters are voted on by three different subsets. You could make a pretty long bow argument, and I tried to make this regarding Wiggins, but it's a long bow argument that it could potentially affect all NBA because you're like now in that, like you've got a pretty good idea of reputation around the league and like where you stand. And, and the all NBA then in turn affects potential supermaxes for guys. Yeah, that's always been sort of a touchy subject that people bring up when there's some sort of snub or 
insane wild thing that he didn't think was going to happen. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think the East, if we're speaking solely on the East starters, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, I know. If if Harden had played the whole season to this point, he probably gets in over Trey. Um, although, yeah, he didn't. I think he he was just behind him in the fan vote, um, so it would have been media needed to um, tip him over. They had the same number of player votes. Yeah. Uh, and the hang on, I'm just trying to get something up at the same time. Great radio and the East reserves. Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. Have I missed anyone? No. That was seven. <laughs> Go on. Your boy. Oh, you didn't say Darius Garland? I thought you said him first. No. <laughs> oh, Del- deliberately damn. left him out. I just assumed you said him all. I was looking at the list. I, like, I realized what you were doing, and then I looked at the list, and I joined. Darius Garland was listed first. So that I just got to the yeah 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 yeah. Oh no, on the list I'm I've written out he's second. Oh well, that's embarrassing. The point is, yes. Would you like to take your victory lap now, or? Well, I mean, I haven't cashed it in yet. <laughs> Got to wait till he wins an MVP. <laughs> so uh, Garland came eighth in the guard vote in the Eastern Conference behind. You know, Demar, Trey, Zach Levine, Harden, Fred Van Vliet, obviously all all stars. Uh, Lamelo came fifth, and Kyrie Irving came seventh. Um, Darius Garland was ninth in the fan vote, but fifth in player and sixth in media. So if you look at that, you know that that's why he's in the All Star because the people that rated him were the people that actually make the picks for the bench, or like the, uh, they're around the same people, you know, the coaches. Um, yeah. But on a fan vote, you know, probably the most casual fan all-star would be like, hang on, Darius Garland, who? Exactly. Well, and also he plays in this, probably the smallest market of those that he's contending with. But granted, they're hosting the freaking all-star game. How could you not hype it up <laughs> a bit more? <laughs> you couldn't even get a million votes. <laughs> like you, actually, you got half a million. You couldn't even get a million people. No, not even a million. You get like 200,000 people in Cleveland to vote five times and there's a million. <laughs> I mean, you say small markets, Lamelo, Charlotte. I know it's Lamelo, but it's still Charlotte. Yeah, well, the thing is that his brand is national, worldwide. The, the Illawarra fans came out in droves to vote for him. No, he didn't play for Illawarra. He played for the. Uh, yes. <laughs> the Hawks. But yeah, like you said, um, <laughs> it was... Uh, I get He's sort of had the reaffirmation through the season as well because you've heard like comments from Steph and other opposing guards that like, oh, oh shit, this guy's really good. Yeah. Um, but it was surprising that he was picked over you know, guys like Kyrie. Um, I, th- I thought Van Vliet would probably be the, like that would be the the matchup to make the final spot. I, I, I guess nobody anticipated that the coaches would just not pick big guys. Are you surprised Kyrie didn't make it? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, exactly. Didn't you, just bring up, didn't you just bring up Kyrie? Well, he was above in player. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, I think... Um... Well, he finished, you know, he fin- well, well, they had the same weighted score, so they technically finished the, the same Yeah. for, for no, starters, but, like, he's up there. Yeah, no, I think the... Um, I'm surprised 
not surprised, but I guess that someone like Drew Holiday that didn't really feature much at all. And I guess that's probably like a missed time thing, but yeah, I don't know. He hasn't missed yeah, that well, much Well, obviously, time. I don't... I mean, I think the Middleton selection is pretty defensible because the coaches always value the previous playoffs. We've talked about this basically every year. And it's like you score 40 points in a, in a finals game and then, you know, had the playoff run that you did. Of course, the coaches are going to remember that. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, admittedly, Drew probably had a better season to this point. It's probably Middleton's quote-unquote worst season in the last couple or last three maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's pretty defensible if you look at what he did in the playoffs. Um, I know that can be contentious. Um, yeah, I mean, that's so, a huge issue. Yeah, so Middleton uh, front court didn't feature in the top ten at all in the the vote. Uh, I I didn't have Middleton as an all star when I did my very important everyone cares about it picks. Um, the only person like humble brag, I picked the the West bench perfectly, uh, and the East. I think the only person I would have changed was, for some reason, I think I'm the only person on Bam at a Bio Island here. I think because he's missed so many games. Has he though? He missed like a stretch of at least fifteen, maybe twenty. Okay, he's played twenty eight games, so I didn't think he'd miss that much. But yeah, and I guess um, that's that's pro- he's missed he's missed yeah whatever that is twenty five odd. Um, I think the there's an issue with the front court voting because it was so clear cut the three, so we didn't get an idea of who. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at the media um, valued as the fourth pick. Well, no, the, the, they didn't vote for anyone besides the front three. The media, yeah, it was, was unanimous, right? So yeah. you you weren't really sure what the distribution was, and I mean, look at the player votes; it was so clear cut as well. Yeah, um, player and well, fan. and Bede was... had 120 more, and he finished third than who was it? Miles Bridges. That finished fourth in player votes. Yep. Um, so it's you know it's hard to tell. I, I like how Chris Middleton got two player votes. His his own team didn't even vote for him. <laughs> can, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I I don't know if you'd know this, but can you vote for yourself? I'd assume so. I'd assume you're just given a ballot and it's not and it's nameless. Yeah. Well then. But then I I the most interesting to me thing to me about this is when do you get given the ballot? Is it just like at a random shoot around when you're like sitting next to people and then you're like, oh yeah, I'll vote for you if you vote for me. <laughs> I find that far more interesting interesting than the actual results. Oh yeah. It's Finding out like, about that process. I mean, if I was an NBA player, I'd absolutely sell a vote off <laughs> to guarantee one back for me. Because like the player vote doesn't matter too much. Like it doesn't affect it too much in the end. Well, like, especially know, in East Front Court was the most. You know, no, but I, I don't mean, think it's going to matter. It, it's it's still going to equal like normalize itself out. You're not going to get like some absolute donkey. Like you're not going to get Corey Joseph just <laughs> selling off enough votes to to rise to like the third highest voted player in East backcourt, for instance. Like it's never going to be that. Like if you had sold off votes to get like like if Lamelo had made it in as a starter because he, like that's fine, like whatever. It's dodgy, yeah. but who cares? It's still like the all-star game is built for someone like Lamelo. Um, oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, he still might play in it. He might. Uh, some other ones. So yeah, Butler was a pretty clear choice. I think Harden was going to make it. Levine was going to make it. Tatum. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the West. Um, 
not as clear cut for the starters, but LeBron, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, I think we're all, you know, guaranteed. And then the the two yeah. spots we weren't so sure about. So Ja Morant has kind of exploded in the last month or so, and he takes one of the start, he takes the other starting guard spot. And then I think when this was reported and announced, the entire NBA world was just in a state of complete and utter shock. I thought it was fake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maple Jordan, Andrew Wiggins, all-star starter. The hilarious thing about this is that it was split into player, fan, and media rank. So yeah. this wouldn't happen. <laughs> and then it did anyway. <laughs> like they after Zaza nearly made it in. The NBA is like, right, we can't have people make a mockery of our All-Star weekend by voting in, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure it happened in the NHL that like um, one of the quote-unquote hired goons around the league was just voted in by the fans to get like one of the worst players in the league to play in the All-Star game. And I mean, it's not that dramatic with Wiggins, but it's like, come on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I was looking at the All-Star list and when I, I was scrolling through it and it's got next to the player, it's got their, how many all-stars they've made. And then like a little list of achievements. So like, for example, oh, no, no. Well, what did it say? Like first pick. So for, for example, Giannis, it says six, no, it's like a major awards. So like MVPs and all that sort of stuff. Are we going to have a repeat of the jackets? <laughs> <laughs> nothing on Wiggins jacket. Who, who had nothing on their jacket? Was it Mello? No, it couldn't have been. Cause he, he's been like a 45 time all-star. I've got to look that up. Yeah. It was it was oh. like a rookie because I remember I think it was Dwight Howard making fun of him because he had all his depoys on it. But um anyway, so it's like for example, it's like Giannis is a six-time All-Star, two-time MVP, 2021 NBA All-Star MVP, um, you know, Jokic, four-time All-Star, Kier MVP, three-time All NBA, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Draymond Green, four-time All-Star, two-time All NBA, 2017, Depoy. Wiggins, it says first All Star appearance and then Rookie of the Year in 2015. So that's his entire list. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean to be honest, he that he was lucky to win that as well. Probably wouldn't have won that if a certain ACL didn't snap. <laughs> Is this the Japari Parker? Um, yeah. Seance. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a Have some <laughs> respect, please. <laughs> yeah, it's a seance. I like that. Um, but you know, Ja Morant. Same thing, first all-star appearance, then 2020 rookie of the year. But if you scroll all the way down, Chris Middleton, three-time all-star, and that's it. That's some shade. He hit some big shots in the finals. (laughs) Fred, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't put champion at least. Like, fill it out. (laughs) Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, first all-star appearance. Nothing else. Like champion, come on. He's also a champion. (laughs) Had a son, became an amazing shooter. (laughs) Zach Levine, two-time All-Star, 2015 All-Rookie team. Doesn't say first team, just All-Rookie. They didn't put the dunk? No. That, that's like, surely. That's, somebody should have just gone to, they should have just copied and pasted the Wikipedia exactly. career highlights and awards thing. Yeah. 2018 Wooden Award. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> it's a Pac-12 All-Freshman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like if PJ Tucker made it, like Lithuanian League MVP 2011. I mean, they wouldn't even put down that he won a title. It'd just, no. Imagine if it was just, oh, well, you can't have it blank because you're a first-time All-Star. But it's just... Yeah, it's like I remember, and this is, yeah, it's a very even comparison. 
Um, <clears throat> but when I finished year 12, they had like these little, like you walk up on stage and that they'd announce like Ben Qualiata, um, you know, from like, like for some reason they said where you lived, which was a bit odd, but yeah, like from this part of Sydney during his time at the college, he did uh, basketball, soccer, tennis, you know, volunteered in X, Y, Z. And then uh, like you had to indicate what you wanted to do in the future. Like, oh, his future is in, I think I put media, which is <laughs> no, <laughs> but like at the time it was, yeah. But then, like some kids would be like, oh, this is a, like, you know, Steve Johns lives in Chatswood. His career is in university studies. And that was it. And that's just like the same thing. Like some kids just put, <laughs> un- they put university studies as their future course. Like, oh, yes. That's one of those things where they um, they say, please hold all applause to the end. But then a kid comes up, whereas his resume is so impressive that he gets his own individual clap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like some kids, yeah, they do like three or four different like extracurriculars. They volunteer, they be in like the band and stuff. And like I shit housed mine a bit. I filled it out with something that I didn't do. But like most of oh, it. Wait, I they did. didn't verify this? They didn't just add it from No, you record? just wrote it in. You just wrote oh, it in. Oh god. Yeah. So I put like the throne I, of lies. Yeah. So I put that I played basketball, soccer, and tennis for the school, which is true. And like our school had like a little award system. So I got an award for basketball. I also had a swimming award that I found on the ground and I wore it on my blazer. <laughs> all through year 12 <laughs> and it's in my official like year 12 photo and my mom just every time she sees it like look at this lie did you have the blazers where the this is very niche but did you have a blazer where the stuff was embroidered underneath the breast no, pocket no, no oh, okay no. i'm no, a fan we, of that but we weren't that no didn't have I, it either no I, I don't mind it but then like if you feel like you, you want to punch the kids that have got like 17 lines and it's all like various debating clubs <laughs> <laughs> we've gone very off topic here um what were we even talking? Oh yeah, the, the disrespect to like not list some actual achievements. Yeah, um, but yeah, and John Morant making it as a starter—that's that's pretty cool too, and I think that's well deserved considering like Memphis are a good team, but I think it's still largely like him driving it rather than like him pr- being the product of a good team around him. I think John Morant making uh, being a starter is in like how the process works. Yeah. Like it's a you know it's gonna it's a fun game for fans to watch, but then Wiggins making it is the complete antithesis of that. <laughs> um, so it's, it's yeah. weird that it's yeah, on. Do, yeah, do you reckon John ja, ja Morant's blazer at school would have been heavily embroidered? <laughs> um, I mean, Wiggins is going to get drafted last, right? <sighs> it's it's was, weird how making say, the starters, yeah. but then they're still shade because if you get drafted yeah. tenth. Or drafted eighth, I guess. Um, um, yeah, I, I was gonna say, <clears throat> excuse me. I was gonna say um, I was about to just check who the captain was, but yeah, it's LeBron. If it was if Steph was the captain, then no, he wouldn't. I don't think. But well, you sort of that's when um, Giannis picked Chris first for his reserves. Well, Giannis um, just picked all the internationals in the end. I was gonna say let's do it again, but it's KD and although injury replacement. I still think KD picks the team, though. Yeah, he probably will. Um, do you want to go through quickly how you think the draft will go? I think it's fairly obvious. Well, I haven't um, even said the West Reserves yet, but... Oh, sorry. I just meant for the starters. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. Well, Because, I mean, when you bring the reserves in, it, it gets... I, I feel like this, the way the starters draft goes is going to be pretty straightforward. Yeah, okay. So, LeBron and KD are the captains. 
Yeah. <laughs> so first pick is surely. I think right. it's LeBron. LeBron got 9 million votes. I'm going to say it's LeBron. What do you mean? He's the captain. He's not picked. No, he's going to pick first. Oh, right. I thought, uh, no, I meant like who the first draft he's going to be. Yeah, well, I think that largely depends on who's picking first. Yeah. Because I oh, think yeah. LeBron's going to LeBron. pick Steph and then I think KD is going to pick Giannis. I also said LeBron was going to pick Giannis, but no, yeah, fair enough. No, that makes sense. The KD Giannis respect is much documented. Are they going to say um, um, the the tampering? <laughs> I okay. mean, thank, I mean, for, if I like, it would have been cool if Giannis could have been the captain. But we we may get an even even squad this year <laughs> because the terrible GM is out. <laughs> <laughs> so LeBron picks Steph, KD picks Giannis, then LeBron picks. Does he pick like Trey? I feel like I LeBron, think, LeBron seems think like a Trey guy. Third. I think he still picks like Jokic. Oh, see, it's interesting. Maybe he doesn't pick Jokic third. Like, but if you're going in like a hierarchy, he's probably third. Um yeah. does he elevate Jar to that spot? You know, I said it was straightforward, but now I yeah, oh, exactly. I was thinking, is it straightforward? You dickhead. Yeah, Does he know. like Embiid? I like how that needs to be a fact. I feel like, no, does anyone like Embiid? Like, legitimately, does anyone like it? Like, people like playing with him, sure, but do people like actually? I, I, think, I think off the court, I he's think probably. Giannis likes the idea of playing with him in the All Star game. I don't think he likes. I think he probably likes him in general. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, so go on, Mister Straightforward. Who's next? Well, we'll go Jokic third on LeBron. Okay, then the and then, then KD four. Picks. I think I think he I think he picks Embiid. Yeah, and then I think LeBron picks Jar. Yeah, and then KD picks who we got left. Trey. Trey. And then LeBron takes DeRozan, and then KD is left with Wiggins. Stuck with Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jar's that level it's... of fun where he may get ele- he may be like if there's somebody's going to jump from where you think they're going to get picked, I think it might be Jar, and yeah, then if and somebody's then... going to drop from where <laughs> they might be picked, I think it's Jokic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't like a reflection on anything relevant. It's just vibes. Well, it's that end, like for the All Star game. Yeah, and like Jokic, to... as entertaining as he is, like I think he throws some sick passes, but like Jokic isn't traditional All Star highlight reel. No, outside outside of the passing, but like the All Star is all about running it. <laughs> to to quote the guy who said Giannis, it's he running and jumping. <laughs> um. There could be another trade, you know, assistant GM Curry gets in LeBron's ear and tries to trade for Wiggins. Nah, LeBron's not buying that. <laughs> you know, I usually I don't <laughs> That's think... like when you sorry, it's like when you go to the park, it's like, oh can my little brother play? <laughs> yeah, next game. <laughs> what are you playing to? 85. <laughs> no, I think the thing is it's like LeBron's pretty LeBron's pretty good during these drafts. Um he has a good he has a good comedic timing with these things. He's been pretty he's been like three for three so far. Mm-hmm. If he's try if he's offered Wiggins, I think he's going to say something and just completely slander him. <laughs> it's like wait, it's like I'd, I'd rather pick your dad over you. LeBron's going to say so. Wait, are we picking? <laughs> we're picking the sophomores now. It's like like, like in another game. <laughs> so are we, are we drafting the all the rising stars. <laughs> Are we drafting the celebrity game as well? Um, yeah, and the West Reserves, Booker, Doncic, Gobert, Green, 
D- Draymond Green, not Jeff Green. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. I think that was pretty straightforward. Yeah, it seems like there's more. There was more conjecture for the East than the West, which yeah, is weird yeah. because it's usually the West. It's like <clears throat> packed yeah. full of stars, and then well, KD and Harden both going East. Yeah, I'm trying to think who is missing from the conversation. Well, Paul, Paul this George, year. Paul George, like yes, and Kawhi. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where the t- yeah because I, I I was looking at it I was like it just seems like the West is light this year. <laughs> um, i it's good that Cat made it because he probably should have made it over Wiggins considering the media vote was sixty five to four in his favor. <laughs> so yeah, um, Paul, Paul George, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, AD as well. Yeah, um, Lillard for guards. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, the, the, that's exactly because I'm like I'm looking at it I'm thinking like oh there's nobody really missing but. It feels like they're light on, but they're all, they're all miss they're all injury misses. Like they've just missed too much time. Well, they're, yeah, they're guys that are probably going to make it next year or the year. Like you're pretty satisfied they'll be all stars again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like this. Is it's not like they're right. dropping off the rotation. Oh, sorry, uh, Mike Conley is also missing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's tough. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that we have four first-time All-Stars: Andrew Wiggins, John Morant, Darius Garland, and Fred VanVleet. I was actually surprised. I don't know why. I just thought VanVleet had been an All-Star before. I, he just seemed like like you know, like the like the oh. classic coaches <laughs> classic coaches pick. I mean, he won a title, sir. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. You're you're confusing. With- <laughs> I don't like. I'm not saying he should have been. I'm just saying I don't know why. In my head, I just thought he was. So please. I mean, to, even before this, I mean, come on, I Mike, guess show and laugh at me like that. Theoretical. I mean, I do it each time. <laughs> um, and also when I'm not on it, um, <laughs> you, don't, you don't you don't listen to it, please. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess theoretically, he's technically the best. Yes, theoretically, technically, he's the best player in the Raptors now. But like, pre- you know, previously he'd been what three, four, five. You'd had the opportunity to be an all-star previously. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you mentioned four first-timers. I think that could grow to five or six. I think it'll definitely grow to at least five because, yeah, we'll get to this now. So Draymond Green and Kevin Durant have both announced they're not playing because of injury in the game. I think the West all-star replacement... Actually, Draymond Green's a front court. Was he... Do they have to do a like-for-like replacement or can it just be a can they just say oh Draymond was a wild card so we'll just pick whoever we want or does or does Adam Silver not play by the rules I don't think you need to but Adam Silver plays by the rule like the quote-unquote rule that he's created where he just sort of takes the next person that finished in the vote for starters that didn't make it well if that's the case then it would be Paul George, but then Paul, would he play? Paul George, no. And then it'd be AD. Yeah. Um, which is probably not the exciting or no, the more and then it, but if you cooler at, one. Then if you looked at guards, it'd be Clay Thompson. But I mean, he's played like, what, 10 games before, by the time all-star rolls around. It's insane, dude. I mean, um, the one that everybody wants is the next one after that. Yeah, the one that I... Like, you, like if you... If a loyal listeners, a loyal reader, sorry, of the Antisocial Basketball Newsletter will know... 
you know, I, I picked Garland. I, I don't, it's not, it's hardly a victory lap because I'm just clearly just parroting what like I've seen and like, oh, you know what? Garland is an all-star. Yeah, you're right. But also, he's like the player you hear about the most. Yeah. <laughs> that especially, doesn't play for the Pistons. But it's, yeah, in, in my circles, yes, especially. Um, but on December 14th, so the second newsletter, is the Jante Murray the best kept secret in the NBA? Oh, look at me go. <laughs> I mean, if he if he if he was, you'd stop betting unders on him. Start betting overs. I literally, I literally bet unders once. All right, I <laughs> bet his overs enough. like that's enough. I think I'm like fifteen to one overs versus unders. So please. <laughs> and he he blew past his unders that I set that day. So that was a that was a tough L. Um, yeah, that, I, I think Dejounte Murray is the obvious replacement if you're just going by like next man up without looking at the the actual voting results. Yeah, I, I feel I have a feeling now it's going to be AD. Yeah, now that you've seen, but then the... is he is he going to be able to play? That's the sort of thing as well. It's like, do they? I guess for long term accolades, you pick the next guy, even if he is injured, and then you say, okay, but we're going to replace him. So then he also gets the All Star, you know, recognition for that yeah. year. Yeah, it's like in the um, NFL, like you get that's like the sixth ultimate for Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, like I I get some people don't like that, but it's. Like, you know, it's we're talking sort of legacy yeah. type thing. It's literally yeah. harder to find someone in the NFL who has not made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is if you if your team's succeeding, you don't even you don't you don't play. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't even think Matthew Stafford made it this year into the Pro Bowl, um, and he's in the Super Bowl. So that's that's rough. That's that's having a good. Team. He finally has a good team. Shut up. Good organization. <laughs> Players around him capable of playing the sport that they have chosen for their career. Um, but on Dejounte Murray, the only thing that's going to like not help him is the Spurs of nineteen and thirty-four. Yeah, that's uh, like just throwing some other names out there. I've seen people say that, like you know, Shogul just Alexander was snubbed, but like how many games have the Thunder won? Like fourteen, sixteen. You know. Uh, that sort of speaks for itself, doesn't Josh it? Josh um, Giddy was snubbed. He was snubbed, but also <laughs> like you say, the like Shay's also injured now as well. So, yeah, not ideal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I mean, feel if, like if you look at left field, like maybe Anthony Edwards. That'd be fun. That um, would be fun. I think we might have to wait another one or two years for like the Wolves have to be. Another one that I good. like, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty alone in trumpeting for him, but Jaron Jackson Jr. No, I think that's decent. Um, I think his reputation took a hit because he obviously got injured, but also the draft class that he was in and the players around him. Um, oh, what Don Chichen. So, so similar to Aiton in that respect. It's like got overshadowed. Are you saying Jaron Jackson Jr. is no better than Marvin Bagley? <laughs> Jaron Jackson is pretty like, He's had a really good stretch too, but I'm not sure, like you said, whether or not yeah, people he, have noticed. He had like an okay start of the season, but I think, yeah, the like when Jar like, when Jar was out, he, <clears throat> Memphis didn't really miss a beat because um, yeah, Desmond Bain kind of lifted and Tyus Jones. But then when uh, Jar came back, Jackson like all of a sudden exploded and it's all about timing your run, right? So he's now in the forefront of the Memphis Grizzlies at 36 and 18, the third in the West. Um, yeah. You know, so if, if you're talking about like a timing of the run, then he's he's the guy. 
Yeah, he's averaging like two and a half blocks a game. He had a stretch there where he's averaging like six blocks a game. That's insane. <laughs> um, I think I think also because his stats don't. Yeah, he, and Jar gets a lot of the noise. He doesn't have like, like crazy he's sort of numbers. Him. He's, he's got yeah. good numbers, but not like he's got winning numbers, but not you know padding. Seventeen numbers. and seventeen and six. Um, yeah, he, he's a terrible. His, his, his three pointers have always been a bit shaky. Yeah, the issue with Jackson, it, yeah, he's a terrible rebounder. He's not going to average like ten a game. Yes, he, he has stretches. Um, yeah. of games where he'll average like but like again, the thing you play uh, sorry I was you're playing with Steven Adams you should be able to you should be able to get high rebound numbers yeah one of the best box out guys yeah but like I think yeah again not to turn it to you know the punters digest but at the start of the season I saw Jackson's rebound line was like I think four and a half yeah. and I was like oh he'll blow past that I think he got five like a shaky five and I was like Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> um, in the east, Kevin Durant is ruled out. I, I, did you have anything else on the west one? Dejounte Murray, Jaron Jackson. Um, I AD. guess just before we move off the west, like probably the person that should have started over Wiggins. Who do you, of the players? Probably um, oh, okay. Uh, well, what, what Wiggins is front court, right? So I don't. To be honest, I don't care about that. Like, because I think when you, <clears> the coach <throat> makes the call on who's going to start anyway. Okay. Well, then it Devin Booker. Yeah, I think so. Um, it may depend on who gets drafted to what team, but yeah, Booker or Doncic. Um, it won't matter though because. Like Wiggins will start the game, obviously. That's yeah. yeah. I was like, like, yeah, things being correct and and perfect. <laughs> I think um, yeah. the book perception of book is weird. They made the finals, and it's it's already become pretty. It, it's all Chris Paul, mate. We've discussed quote. this. We've discussed <laughs> this at length. It's yeah. all Chris Paul. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, to be fair, Chris Paul is like going insane assist numbers wise. Yeah, and it's the, like the it's, Suns it's are forty-one wild. and ten. Yeah. Although um, they're on a, a losing streak of one. So it's incredible how quickly, like, the Suns being good became normal and people don't care anymore. Yeah. It's like, you know, a few things happen differently and they've got a ring already. And then it's like, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's a shame that didn't happen. It's a real shame. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, they could very easily be back there again. Yeah. Cam Johnson, All-Star, Jay Crowder, All-Star. It'll be like the Hawks 2015. So I saw people uh, say that Mikhail Bridges was a snub. I think that's yeah. very niche. That's very like... Uh, look, you, you will not find two bigger Mikhail Bridges fans than us. Big fan. Like, th- that, um, that, that don't go for the Suns or Villanova. But... He's um, Depoy that's probably not going to win Depoy. Well, I, I was on the Depoy wagon for ages. I just don't think it's going to materialize. I don't think that's how that award works which is bad but anyway we'll get to yeah. the awards like in in a minute um yeah yeah this this lastly the replacement for kd i think a lot of people have like already accepted that it's going to be jared allen it's a shame i really like jared allen too but this is sort of like where i was on christian wood where it's like oh, i'm a you know i'm a bigger fan than you of christian wood but <laughs> we need to have this conversation it's like i was the earliest on knowing that he was good and the earliest at knowing that it's probably not materialized um yeah i mean i don't know i think people have seen the stats with jared allen oh that's 100 you know and a friend of the show 
and known Cleveland Cavaliers fan and card stonker Mitchell Doyle repeatedly was uh, trumpeting Garland over Allen as the Cavs' only all-star representative if it was going to happen that way. Because, you know, early season, Allen was getting the... He was getting MVP chat. Like, Yeah, he was on the ladder. He was like third or fourth on the ladder. Yeah, he was... Because he was getting like, you know, 20 points, 14 rebounds a game or something stupid at the start. What people don't realize is that without Garland, Allen just falls off production-wise. But without... And the argument is that from some cat from like the Cavs fans I speak to, which is admittedly very few, um, but the, the argument is that Allen's the third best player on Cleveland. In, you know, Mobley's ahead of him as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, it would have been a shame if, I mean, it was looking like that at the beginning, right? That Allen would be the, the Cavs all star yeah. instead of Garland because they're only going to pick one. Mm. Um, and like you said, like, Allen's numbers are in no, absolutely no small part because of Garland lobs. And, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it's not the same when he's playing with Rubio, even though, you know, Rubio was playing great. Like, yeah. Annoying, really, annoyingly good. Annoyingly good. From Garland. Um, yeah. I mean, it's sort of sliding doors that his injury has sort of helped Garland again. Um, but, but with Allen, excel. If, you, if you watch Cleveland play, and I've, I've watched like there are teams that I watch more than others. It just works out like that. I think like Minnesota. I've watched Cleveland more than any other team this yeah. season. Minnesota. I've watched a lot of Minnesota. I've watched a lot of like Charlotte. I've watched a lot of Cleveland. And you watch Allen play. And they play every day, man. They do. They do. <laughs> um, if you you watch Allen play, and it's not like a, you know, he's on a very good team now, and it's not that he coasts and like bludges around a lot because he he doesn't really, but you'd like notice him for long stretches where he'll just kind of run around and it's not, not, it's not a dominance that the numbers would indicate. No, it's not. It's not like an in your face. It feels like, like a Drummond sort of numbers. <laughs> he's exactly like who if I he's going to get 15, 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's not to say that like, if he got it fine, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an outrageous as an it's not an outrageous pick. He certainly, I would consider him a quote unquote snub because you got to pick five guys who were the close, you know, the next in, who who were the who were the group of guys that just missed out would have made it if guys above them weren't yeah. eligible. Um, I get now that Garland has made it. That well, that, that's why I think that that's somewhat. why I think but Garland it, does get in because even though I think it, like look if uh, if Bam had played more games, I think it's him. But I think if Allen. Like, yeah, now sorry, now the Garland's in, and the I think it's almost logical you pick Allen and just let them throw lobs. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy yeah. to me that the sentiment is so strong for Allen because I, I thought it was one of those things that people weren't noticing, but then they were noticing it too much. Yeah. Like they heard the Cavs were good and then they looked at the stats and they're like, Oh, it must be him. Um uh, yeah. I, I guess the other the, you know, if we're looking for an all-star game, you know, like Vucevic is on this list, Siakam's on the list. I don't, they don't scream all-star entertainment as an injury replacement, and they, they haven't. They've had like good, not great seasons anyway. It's um, Sabonis as well. Pace is not great. Yeah, he, well, he would have made it if the if the Pacers were like five hundred. He would have made it because um, he's, he's still been pretty good. Miles Bridges. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's... Has he tailed off? I've heard, he's certainly hearing less about him. Yeah. Well, he was the, um, again, we'll get to the, actually, it's a nice segue 
because well, can we just bring up his teammate first as like probably a guy that might if oh, it's Lam- not Alan, sorry, I think yeah. it might be Lamelo. Lamelo, yeah. Okay, now that, uh, now that we're done with that, um... Drew is also in that conversation. Um, is yeah. there anybody else before we move on? You're very eager to move on. But is there anybody else in the East? <laughs> well, the Pistons play soon, sir. Um, <laughs> Jalen Brown, but I mean that that seems more like a look at the numbers. You know, honestly, he's probably played better than. It's a bit like a a Chris Drew situation. I, I, I don't know why Tatum is front court and Brown is back court for this. It makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. Um, I guess it was sort of the coach. I imagine they split votes, which doesn't help. Which I'd imagine Chris and Drew probably did as well. So well, the coaches are like, oh, I need well, to pick someone from this team. Yeah. Well, neither Chris and Drew were in the top ten for their respective. Uh, oh, but like co- coaches' votes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Jalen Brown was eleventh in fan vote and nine in media vote. So, well, ninth, meaning he didn't get a media vote. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's that's exhausted all-star chat. Um, well, yeah, sorry, Lamelo. you think he might make it? I think he might be the presumptive more than Jared Allen. But yeah. I guess we'll see what our criteria. Fe- our fearless leader, Silva. <laughs> okay, we, we've got some award races. Well, I said we've got some award races. There's maybe like two awards that are in a race. And I think the rest are... Are fairly solid, um, but I think we'll start with the obvious one—the one you're probably slightly more invested in. Actually, are you? You might be more invested in Rookie of the Year can, now that you're a Cleveland fan. But we'll start with MVP. Um, to to me, it's Jokic versus Giannis. I don't really see the argument for anyone else. I know people like to throw out you know, Steph, obviously, and Jar and Joel Embiid, but but I, I still think it's one of those two. Yeah, I, I mean, Embiid is there. I don't think you can don, deny that he's in that. He, he might be ahead of Giannis. So I'd, I'd say Jokic and Giannis are 1A, 1B, and then Embiid's 2. I think Jokic is pretty clearly 1, and then you're looking at 2A, 2B, 2C. Yeah, okay. 2C being Jar? Probably Steph, just given the, the narrative at the beginning. But then he, he really tailed off for a bit, like tailed off in terms of Steph. Um, <laughs> He's but then he had like a forty-point game, and everyone's like, "Oh, the MVP's back." <laughs> I think I think it's pretty, oh, not terribly clearly, but like circumstances. I, I still think it's Jokic right now, but I, I think, think Giannis yeah. is close. I, I think he's close, but just the circumstances of are they going to vote for him? The Bucks are quote unquote worse. Well, which, I mean, so I mean, they weren't they weren't great in the, they weren't great in their regular season last year either. Yeah. Um, well, in fairness, the Nuggets aren't the great Nuggets either. have been dec- yeah, but they've been completely decimated. Yeah, but okay. And Jokic is that... throwing out like 35, 20s and tens. No, I know, I know, and I get that. Um, and I know the Bucks have had better health now, but at the start of the season, it was kind of maybe not the same level because you knew those guys only had short-term injuries. Yeah. But I still think, yeah. I, again, I still think it is Jokic. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know, being the 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 what do you call it? like the 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 antagonist just for. Yeah. No. Of course. For, for clicks. <laughs> well, the the East is so close as well that maybe it turns out to be. Um, whoever comes out on top that plays a factor in the. 
um, the voting between maybe Embiid and Giannis sort of split there, given they've got similar records. Yeah. I mean, if the Nuggets get guys back and then, which is sort of counterintuitive given that you're sort of giving it to Jokic because he's dominated by himself. But if he gets his guys back, he's going, it's going to push him further forward in the race. But like if they sort of sort their record out. Yeah. Um, um, speaking I of I guess rec- Steph yeah. sort of has the record thing in his favor at the moment. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of record, you know, Chris Paul is dominating by himself. <laughs> but yeah, it, Phoenix, a bit like Brooklyn classic, um, you know, vote stealing. Yeah, also, I guess Booker reputation is a bit murky. It's not bad, but it's not elite. No, he's a bit like, he's got a bit of like Damian Lillard in. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like, and Lillard, you know, famously every time the All-Star game was announced and he'd miss out, go out and have 50 the next night and then get in as an injury replacement. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I was kind of annoyed that he's injured this year because I knew the announcement was yesterday. And I said to people, I was like, if you can pick who's going to be the snub and if if it's a really like in their feelings person, they'll go out and have like a a huge (laughs) night tonight. But unfortunately, like the best, um, because obviously Lillard being injured and Booker was going to make it anyway. I think that the next, the, the best candidate we had was Jimmy Butler, but he was also pretty much a lock. So- we didn't really have that 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 snub, unfortunately. My favorite are like the the mid tier players that act like they were snubs. Remember when, <laughs> remember when Jackson Hayes thought that he should have been in the like the rookie challenge thing? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, oh, Monte Ellis was a big one for that. <laughs> remember when he said that he was the only thing difference between myself and Dwayne Wade is that he has rings. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest difference you can have. <laughs> uh, uh, probably not, doesn't help his argument that the te- he, he, the team that traded him away literally won like two years later. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, MVP. I think it's sort of those four. I know there's sort of a uh, warm sentiment for DeRozan, but I think the balls have sort of fallen back to earth. Like they're still good. And they're still better than I think a lot of people, including me, thought they would be. But it's not TNT balls every night as <laughs> I thought it was. They're still first in the East, sir. Yeah, but it's like this, you can fall to like fifth if you lose a game. Yeah, true. Yes, I, the Cavs are fifth and they're one and a half games away. Yeah. But the Nets um, are three games back in sixth. But I mean, yeah, if you had to press me for like a one, two, three, I think it'd be Jokic. Oh, it's tough between Embiid and Giannis. I'll probably go Giannis and then Embiid. Um, Steph might have the biggest chance of pulling it back just because he's the most explosive of those three and people still are sort of in awe when he drops 50 versus the other three when they had big games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'd be my sort of... Uh, okay. Rookie of the year. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty slam shot. <laughs> Shut up. Um is that is that a serious comment? Somewhat. I mean, it's sort of changing. So, like, Cade getting injured right as he won Rookie of the Month doesn't help. Um, <laughs> although I think he might be back tonight against Boston. I'm not sure. Um, I back agree. Drop eight points on two for fourteen. The the, the narrative's going to help him. Be like you know the um, first person since the only person since Michael Jordan to. Um, 
what was it 34 8 and 8 and again the qualifier was the four uh blocks yeah which is such a <laughs> real it's real fad young areas um, <laughs> um oh kate's out not watching um that's a shame that's going to save me. A, that saves me a lot of money. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I agree. Mobley's the the front runner. Um, and I, it's I think be, I'll, oh, it's, sorry, I'll, I'll let it's, you. It's, I think you're going to say it's going to be hard, as great as Kate has been, and if they hadn't, they had had an even start to the season. But I think it's going to be hard for Kate to pull back. A missing the first week, which doesn't make much difference in the end of it all, but Cade was. Not bad, but he like he had a slow start and then he's exploded, whereas Mobley's been like good from the start, but probably doesn't have the same highs that Cade has had. But it's been like the same like eight out of ten the whole season. Yeah. I think Mobley, the fact I think the difference in record between the Cavs and Pistons is pretty and the influence that both have on that. Like Moby's like it's hard for a rookie to be legitimately good, but he has been on a, I mean, yeah, surprisingly good team. Um, knew they'd be a fun team. Didn't think they'd be this good, especially um, metrics wise. Yeah, um, they're probably outperforming their record in that, and they have for some time. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's probably the the first perceptions of awards are pretty big. Yeah, um, and especially if you're the first pick and you're not delivering, that's such a negative impact that you have in so many people's that it takes so much to pull that back and, which, which and he mean, pretty he's, much he's has slowly, done he's slowly getting there but there's still people that'll tell you that he's bad um well those people probably like Jalen green well i mean <laughs> his, his floor is chris middleton at minimum um, <laughs> <laughs> just an absurd like it was literally like two days after chris middleton had won the title and dropped lead average like 25 points a game in the finals. Uh, you know, that's like the third time I brought this up on this, but let's, I, I yeah. know you, you're really hurt by it. I am because it's like <laughs> realistic that to me, that's worse than the Jalen Rose draft comparisons. Where it's just the player that looks like another player. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's um, like I said, the initial perceptions are hard to pull back. Um, and Mobley, again, that contribution to winning, um, being a legitimate start. It's not like he's starting just because he's the high pick. No. Um, what, what I will say... No, you finish. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I was going to say, what I will say with the difference, obviously the difference in record, yeah, but on the flip side of that, it's Cl- Cleveland is like in the last year pretty much of, what would you call it, like a, th- a three-year rebuild, I guess? You know, post like LeBron training, like, LeBron leaving and then trading away all the, the shit that he traded for. Um, but like the, I mean, I guess that's why it's so surprising, but it's like, it's not, this isn't, the Cavs aren't like a complete entity or anything. They're not, it's just sort of like guys cobbled together. Yeah. They don't have like one A building block before this season. He's not even playing. Like Sexton's out. Rubio was like a random get. He's out. Kevin Love has decided that he likes basketball again. <laughs> like, or, no, sorry. He decides that he, like, he, he decides that now they're good enough that he can play with them. That's just, a, that's a weird scenario. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just th- th- because he people, just, he'd given up last year. Yeah. There are still people that will tell you, um, Colin Sexton is the second best player on the Cavs. 
I mean, there's probably still people that would tell you there's the best player in the Cavs because they watched that Nets game last year. No, they, they remember the game where, in college where he like nearly won a three on oh, five. Three on five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that's why I think the winning on the Cavs is a legitimate thing to use this because it's not like a, it's not a given. Like before this season, it's like a few people knew Garland were good, but I didn't, you didn't know he was going to be this good. And those um, people are earning money in cards by the thousands. <laughs> um, maybe not that much, but yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, I, at least with the bulls, it's like the talent is there and you could see that, you know, they were going to be better. And yeah. it's like, okay, like it's surprising that they're at the beginning. It's surprising that they're this good, but I guess you can see it because DeRozan was sneakily good the year before, you know, Levine has, has been pretty steady. Um, yeah. Fooch is always good. But then with the Cavs, it's like, how the hell are they this good? <laughs> and then it seemed to be in spite of Sexton. And then it seemed to be in spite of JB sort of trying to fumble the bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um there are still people also that will tell you that Scotty Barnes is ahead of Cade on the rookie ladder. To be honest, I haven't seen a lot of Scotty Barnes. I sort of I hear about Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, like he's, like, a, he's a really nice piece. Like, but honestly, I haven't seen enough yeah, to Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Like, and I haven't watched Toronto much recently. All I know is that Gary Trent Jr. is going off a lot. Um, but again, Portland, come on. Um, Scotty Barnes had like a really good start to the season, like Mobley, but then kind of came back a little bit to being a rookie and he's still been good, but he he's in, I think he's like a clear three in the same way Giddy's a clear four. Yeah. I think the Giddy's, um, he sort of, he, he had the big games when shy was out, but then it's sort of more, and I mean, it's growing pains really. It's, um, he's on an awful team also. So that needs to be like worse than the Pistons awful. Although did they beat the Pistons? They probably did. Yeah, they did. No, they they were loot. We choked a massive lead to them. See, the, the thing is, I say that about the Thunder that they're awful, but then they will win games that they have no right being in at all. Yeah, and that's and that's Shay, right? Pretty that's much, mainly yeah. Shay. Like because during the preseason when I had everyone on to do the previews, David Brandon, the Thunder, came on and he was like. You know, because I asked him everyone over under, and I think the Thunder were one of the few teams that had a lower line than the Pistons. I think it was 20, it might have even been the same, like 25 and a half. And he said, Shea will get you to that by himself. But like, there's not going to be much more than that. But like, Shea will get you pretty close to that line just by himself. Yeah. And and it's pretty much the, worked out like that. Shea's really good, don't get me wrong, but it's, I feel like sometimes his, his things are overstated. Like he has the the opportunity, maybe more than any young player in the league, to go out and have whatever stats he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like I don't know, maybe it's just like negative thinking about it, or because he's good that you have a higher expectation. But it's like when I saw his stats, I'm like, only. I'm like, <laughs> I swear, I see him. Like he averages what twenty three five and five about about that. And I mean. Again, it's an it's a crazy expectation that sort of the last few years of Westbrook and Harden and yeah. have created. But it's like this guy should be averaging like a triple double. But I guess the the support around him probably isn't good enough. A bit like the, well, it's like Dejounte Murray is pretty close to that. So yeah, I, I would expect Shai's stats to be a bit more like his. But yeah, 
in different circumstances. And again, that's not a slight against him. It's just sort of a weird thing I noticed. Um, yeah. But in terms of Giddy, yeah, I think he's, he's probably, a, like I said, a fourth or maybe a third. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Kate and Franz Wagner clear, as well. Yeah, Kate and Mobley are like the clear top tier. And then it's uh, Barnes, Giddy, Franz. You know, a couple of second round randoms like Io, Herb Jones. Anyway. You know, I was going to say a random name there, but I cannot remember who was drafted this year. Who? Who? I was. I said I was going to say a random name, but I cannot. I cannot pick a, a random draft pick. There, there have been so many rookies this year. <laughs> Kai Jones. There you go. He plays for the Hornets, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. I, mean, I, I wish he didn't, because then Vernon Carey would get his run, but. Oh, Jones doesn't get any run, please. Um, other awards. I mean, I think the rest of them are pretty open and shut. I, I guess Depoy, we, it's probably going to be Gobert or Draymond Green, I guess. But I feel the sentiment for Draymond Green is is back. Yeah. It's his year to win it again. But it's one of those two. Like, if, regardless of how you think like Macau Bridges is. Well, yeah, that's what we are talking about earlier. It's, there's the Depoy and then there's the really good defensive player that would win it if more people knew about his defense and valued it. Yeah. Award. Um, um, but it's probably good. That, that, that tends to be like a guy like Bridges or it'd be, it would be wild if Bridges won D point. It'd be good if you won, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, thing, it's like know. true holiday. It's the same thing. Like everyone knows how yeah, good of a defender yeah. he is, but he's never going to win this award. See, that's that's I guess that sort of works against it where you're like, oh, Depoy is such a reputation award, but like, name me a, bit, a guard that has a better defensive reputation than Drew Holiday. Is what like a Killian Hayes? What def- a better defensive reputation in the fact that he's a sieve. What no, hey, I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> Hayes is legitimately good on defense. I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> How dare no, you, you, that's pissed me off. How dare you? Okay, is that why Kojo plays over him? I mean, they play pretty similar minutes, annoyingly. <laughs> so that's not good enough. Well, the, the issue is, usually with most young guards, they 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 got an offense and just don't play defense. It's the complete opposite. With <laughs> like excellent defender, just cannot hit a shot to save himself. But that was excellent for a bit. Start yeah. his career. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, on on Depoy, I, I think Gobert's like reputationally probably going to. Just get it, especially Are we because have you... photo fatigue with Gobert. Maybe, but then like, there was a lot of pro Gobert sentiment while Donovan. Oh, sorry, while he was out because the Jazz perimeter defense. Yeah. Everyone realized because I mean you plonk Whiteside in, and Whiteside's good, but he's not Gobert. And the Jazz sucked defensively while Gobert was out. He's won it three times. It already it seems like that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean, like Draymond's only won it once. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Um, if you look so at the, it might uh, be... if you look at his blazer, Draymond, yeah, four-time All Star, <laughs> two-time All NBA, and then one-time Depoy. So so, just I quickly, think it's probably sorry, Draymond's turn to win. Just quickly, uh, who who was it? Demar Derozan, sneaky five-time All Star. I thought he had, well, like... it was all the, all those years in Toronto where he was just an automatic. Yeah, I guess, but like, I, I, again, I. Don't pay much attention to the actual All Star game itself because it's on Monday. But he started a couple of those years, didn't he? 
Maybe. But yeah, like the actual I game I rarely watch because it's on Monday and I'm like, eh. I like the game. I'm, I'm a fan of the game. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. So do you think the green is the depoy then? Based on all the I factors think... that don't actually matter, like voter fatigue and reputation. Well, I mean, is it defensive player of the year or is it just let's recognize a good defender? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, six man of the year. That's pretty locked up, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably done. Yeah. Tyler Hero. Yes. We, don't, we don't even need to say. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler I mean, who, are the other, who are the other candidates? Who won it last year? Jordan Clarkson? Yeah. Is he still a six man? Yeah. All right, what's Lou doing this well, year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Clarkson, uh, Joe Ingalls was second. and Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he's not going to be this year. Se- seventh man, though. Like, <laughs> yes. Clarkson this year is averaging 15 points. I need to look at the odds for it because nobody's writing articles about six men of yeah, the year. 15 stops. points, three and a half <laughs> rebounds, and two and a half assists a game, Clarkson. The, there, was a, the, there was a crate who? Ubre is up there. I don't know why. Oh, Anthony, yeah. Yeah. Anthony Simons is there because the play that you'd be giving it to him for is when he's been starting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sorry, with Clarkson, there was a wild stat where he averaged, like, I don't know. I think it's probably like equalized now, but early in the season, he was averaging like three points a game in the first half and then like 14 in the second half. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think heroes, but yeah, you look at the odds and are you looking at the odds now, are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, I do you want to run your sponsor out? If everybody could please vote for Kevin Love. If you could please put <laughs> money on Kevin Love. Yes, thank please you. go put thousands of I've got a future on Kevin Love that relies on his price coming in for a cash out. So please I feel like Gary V, it's like, oh man, you ring up all your ring up all your rich friends. It's like you, you you've got to you you've got to you've got to bet on Kevin Love right now. I'm telling you, this is the big thing. Ten years time, you'll be you'll be regretting it. You're pump and dump Kevin Love futures on sixth man of the year. Yep. The funny thing about that is, is that Rubio was playing so much better as the sixth man, but it's, yeah, like I know. Kevin Love <laughs> it's like Kevin Love's like whole claim to sixth man of the year is that he's the only shooter on the caps. Yeah, yeah. Well that they play. They say they seem to just they either don't want to play Winler or they don't want to draw anything up for him. And he takes one shot in like 15 minutes. It's, a, it's obscene. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's hero. I don't even, who's even close. Could you even, can you even get odds on hero? What is it? Like a dollar 14? Oh yeah. It's, it's tiny. It's, it's, I'm surprised I still taking bets. I suppose you'd make money if people trying to, bet against it but yeah like taking bets on anyone or just on hero yeah because oh, is it, is it, there you go he's a dollar 10 I guess if he gets injured it opens up a debate it's we're still early-ish in the season but yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty much done. he just people gave him that award after like two weeks yeah but it's somewhat like fair now <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and I think the lack of candidates elsewhere um, and yeah I think, I think that the, my my sorry my pick at the start of the season was Malik Monk because like it just seemed like set up for him. Yeah, well, that's a shame that it's just gone up in flames. Yep, um, <laughs> in that in that wild future. I feel like you you always pick like oh this guy's going to have the ideal scenario to do this and then it just does not materialize. Yeah, um, but no, I was saying with the six man of the year is that 
the conditions around the league this year haven't been suitable for a person to be a six man for the entire year. It's like the people that are considered quote unquote in the conversation for six men of the year have started games. Yep. And a lot of them, like, like the fact that you can vote for Anthony Simons is insane. Yeah. All of his good play has been like, granted there were, you know, he was playing, he's playing a right as a bench player, but like what you all would be numbers. saying that he's good for all of his numbers are propped up by the starts. Yeah. Or just heavy, heavy minutes. But yeah, any, anything else for six men? Probably not. No. Uh, and most improved, I feel like early in the season, it was like it had been awarded to Miles Bridges. And now it's completely like, actually, we'll take that back. Thank you, Miles. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, uh, yeah, Ja Morant probably run away with that one now. Those first like three to four weeks of the season were the longest three to four weeks of, the, of a beginning to the season I've ever had. Because it felt like Miles Bridges has been dominating for ages. But yeah, like you said, I think Jar is pretty handedly um, going to take this the the jump from not to say that Bridges' jump isn't huge from sort of mid tier guy starter maybe starter maybe not yeah. longer term to you know twenty points per game is is pretty big. This the jump from the tier where Bridges is at now to legitimate star is it's that much greater, that much harder to make. Um, yeah. And I guess also like Bridges being a piece on a really good team or on a good team, whereas Jar dragging a good team probably helps yeah, exactly. that as, as well. But, um, is there any other, our oh, coach of the year, I, I haven't paid enough attention to coaches to know, like, is it Monty? It's probably Monty, this record. Who won it last year? Did Monty win it last year? Uh, geez. I guess actually it could be, um, Billy Donovan would be a fair shout, actually. Oh, Tibbs won it last year. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Um, Monty's going to have like a, a, a three-year stretch where he goes like 350 in the regular season. He's not going to win coach of the year. <laughs> well, it's because he's he's made uh, too linear of an improvement. <laughs> actually, just it's, it's, straight it's all, line up. It's because Chris Paul is coaching it, the team. <laughs> it was because of the bubble. They, they, it was like, oh, crap, the, the Suns are good. They shouldn't have done that. They should have waited until the next season. <laughs> um, I guess for coach, you look at the records, right? So, yeah, Donovan, Spolster is always sort of in the mix, but probably gonna, not going to get enough votes because people know he's good. Um, Steve Kerr. I think, I think JB is going to get votes, but to be honest, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, think, I feel but, like they're winning in spite of JB. <laughs> he deserves credit. I mean, they're winning somehow. Nobody knows. It's, I'm sure... People that know coaching. I mean, like, the insistence. Shut up. JB is doing an amazing job. It just doesn't seem like it. the insistence on like those rotations to to play Rubio with Garland just was just insanity. I think he's somewhat restricted by the personnel as well. <laughs> Dean Wade, Lamar Stevens. Uh, hey, there will be no Lamar Stevens slander on the Beyond the Fence podcast, please, sir. Yeah, but what about Wade? That's the one I'm more concerned about. <laughs> What, what what mean Wade? I just don't like Wade. <laughs> um, is, that, is that a darts joke at James Wade? It's a darts joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he um, screwed up my bet on Thursday. Too. That's annoying. <laughs> um, oh dear, um, he's in the Premier League because he's ranked fourth. So annoying. I don't know. I'm not gonna have a fun. Place. He doesn't hit 180. It's been. Um, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess looking at the um, 
Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, well, I was about to say that, chance. but you got onto a Wade yeah. tangent. <laughs> yes, Taylor Jenkins is it. But again, how much of that is Jar and how much of that is Taylor Jenkins? I'm willing to say it's it's more Taylor Jenkins than the Cavs is JB. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, Jar's. But I, granted, the Grizzlies is also personnel. Everybody on the roster is solid. Yeah. And it's. Is that right. because they're actually solid or is that because Jenkins has got a really good grip on what they're trying to do? Uh, San- Santi Aldama, he's a breakout star waiting to happen. John Conchar. See, he had like a, a, some like 18 rebounds one game. He's a I six, did not. He's a 6'4 white guard. That's big. That's, that's... Might not have been 18 rebounds, but it was something wild. That's, the Grizzlies have become like new age Spurs, where like the Spurs are still like that as well, but it's everybody is solid and you don't feel like you're dropping off a whole lot when you're yeah. replacing guys. Obviously, not the the main, I guess, two or you probably extend that to three. Bain's been pretty crazy. Yeah. Sorry, Conchar uh, against Minnesota Timberwolves on, it doesn't have the date. Yeah. Against F- your mate Vandy. F- yeah. 15 points, 17 rebounds. And whose fault's that? There's off Vanderbilt the bench. Off the bench. Off the bench. Yeah. Well, that's 30, Stephen Adams right there. 30 minutes off the bench. It's Jaron Jackson, sir. He plays a lot with the bench. <laughs> Where are oh, they still one, though? Well, no, they're on the same team. What am I on about? Um, while Jared Vanderbilt, eight points, 13 rebounds. A, a good Vanderbilt game. But it's standard nowadays. I mean, if it was standard, we'd be a lot richer, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I opened that box score, some music started playing. So I don't know if that came through, but it, it startled me. No, it didn't. I, I, I did you open it on ESPN? And yeah. The video started playing on the right. Yeah. I hate that so much. There, there needs to be a way to, this is an extremely niche problem, but there needs to be a way to stop that. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm done with the ward chat, but I forgot. Would- uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless you want to talk about executive of the year. <laughs> Which, <laughs> um, Lawrence Frank. <laughs> is uh, he still in charge? The Clippers? Who? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't no, know. The, the executive of the year is most certainly going to be, uh, his name escapes me, the Bulls guy. Kind of service. That is right. Previously at the Nuggets. Yep, that's him. Arturis. Um, no, I was going to say, I forgot to mention, the. I've touched on it briefly, uh, the Rising Stars at All-Star Weekend not not so uh, much yes. who, not so much the actual like who got picked and the format because I don't really care about that. I just wanted to touch on two Australians in the game. One obviously Dyson Daniels, but us, no, what I fucked it. One obviously no, Josh. Giddy. Not obviously. <laughs> One obviously Josh Giddy. Sorry, but Dyson Daniels getting picked as well. That's cool. That's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't want to pour thing on it, but he might make it before he makes the NBA, and then not when he's in the NBA. <laughs> Well, what's he? Where's he like projected? Like, I, I have no idea. I, th- I feel like he's pretty highly rated. I feel like he's well, ignite like always helps if you play well in the ignite. Um, like yes and no. I feel like the NBA teams know what's up with that, but like socials don't. Yeah, well, because you're wait. playing in a very sheltered environment, to be honest, the way that it's or at least the way that it was set up. Yeah, true, I, honestly, I yeah. haven't looked so much this year. But um, um I, I, I'd say he's roughly like 
mid to late first round. It'd be like my like Josh Green range is my guess. Um, trying to find a draft like a, just a big board. I mean, I have absolutely no reference in terms of the other players. Oh, okay. So he's tenth on CBS right now. Oh, okay. That's a pretty. That's a decent one. Yeah, and this draft class is pretty strong at the top. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. Gen- generic draft comments. <laughs> they are yes, wingspan, wingspan. Well, I mean, this is the draft for wingspan. Yeah, guy at the top. What's the wingspan on the eight foot seven nine? On that Holmgren or whatever his name is. Doesn't have it here, but it looks like it's about nine foot. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Like, um, I don't know a whole lot about him, but it will be interesting because he, you know, tripping wet, he's what, like 190, 200 pounds? Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Whether, like. the, whether the development is like physically possible or whether he's just American thon maker. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I mean, he's still extremely skilled, but. Yeah. I guess we've got some little things. Not little things, but like there's not really much to say about these two stories right at the end. Um, and it's probably not enough to put them in their own separate podcast. So we'll just talk about them now. Um, firstly, the, the tragic news of Joe Ingalls tearing his ACL. Have you watched the, the video of it? No, I missed it. So I'm usually like, I don't usually watch in, uh, injury videos, um, but I saw this one. Uh, knees don't bend that way, generally. It was, um, it, I feel like it looked like he slipped and then like everything just kind of went from under him. Anyway, not to play internet doctor. Point is, yeah, he's 34 years old. He's an expiring contract this year. He was actually in trade rumors as like a, a, a like for a bad team that wanted to clear money and like get, like, for example, like he, Pistons fans were like, oh, maybe we could just trade for Joe Ingles, get his, like, get rid of some money. Like, I don't know. That would be such a weird. It would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> But obviously, all I can't of that. Imagine is- him on that. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I can't imagine him anywhere besides the Jazz. But it's all a moot point now, anyway. Um, the, I don't want to like make sweeping statements, but it, NBA ACL is a twelve-month injury, pretty much. NBA career, it's like people are starting to think about it. Yeah, well, when I saw that, I would. I mean, it's the first first thing you think of. I think. There were comments today that he wasn't like he sort of said that he wasn't done, and I think he has enough equity around the league that once he's returned, someone will give him a chance. Certainly, especially yeah. the way the league's gone at the moment, um, in terms of there are more spots than historically ever before. Um, yeah, I mean the way that he came into the league was just <laughs> on a training camp deal. Yeah, um, with the Clippers, maybe his I, I don't know what's his contract situation look like because once you add the twelve months. Um, well, he, he's done. Like this is his last. That year. sort of yeah, that does him right. So he'd probably just be. A, he's, a, he's a free agent this off season. He's just going to be a free agent for next season, right? And then he, he'll be looking at sort of trade deadline next year. He'll be like the signing on a good team. Yeah, I think is what we might be looking at. Obviously, the yeah, obviously the thing to point to is that athleticism has never been a huge part of his. Oh well, not never, but certainly in his NBA no, tenure, not never, but it, like yeah. yeah. He's never like, been the big. He's a skilled player. Yeah, um, but if you if you watch like South Dragons or even like early Barcelona, Joe oh, exactly. Ingles, yeah, or like early. Well, that's um, why I corrected myself very. Quickly. Yeah, yeah. South yeah. Dragons, Joe Ingles, especially, but then yeah, like early Euro League, Joe Ingles. Not, he, like not that he was a like posterizing guys, but it's more athleticism in like 
crafty Euro steps and stuff. Yeah, he could get wherever he could get where he wanted to go, basically. Yeah. Is like how I would describe his athleticism. But yeah, he's 34 years old. I think that the shooting helps, right? It's not like Well, the shooting, uh, the part the playmaking. The shooting and the playmaking is the thing where it's like, yeah, he plays at his own pace. And then I think probably with the jazz, it's done, right? But then again, they, they might be the team that helps him rehab for next year and then they give him the shot in what's it yeah. going to be 22 23 or 23 24 um, I, I i'd imagine it'd be back end 22 23 23 yeah um i'd like to see him on a really good team the warriors because i mean any whoever's good at that point the suns Cavs. just because he seems like a very uh like the ideal guy to add to a good team and just he's not going to stuff things up and he's going to make them better <laughs> or those are valuable minutes in terms of yeah you know that stuff's not going to stall you're not gonna it's not gonna it's just capable hands yeah, yeah yeah um like obviously the shooting um but like i said the playmaking sort of i mean it's not nba wise he's probably not not the greatest ball handler but it, the capability is there um so yeah i mean Obviously, yeah, the first thing I sort of thought of was, especially as well in the tweet that said that he was out, it was like Joe Ingles, comma, 34. Like, thanks, Woj. <laughs> That's reported like a, you know, like a local man. Like, <laughs> Florida man. Yeah, Florida man. <laughs> like, you know, uh, shits on crocodile or something, like some outrageous Florida man report. <laughs> yeah. Tallahassee man, 34. <laughs> um. Yeah, but is there is there really much more to say on Jingles? There really isn't. I think the thing would be is that if he wants to keep playing in the NBA, the chance will be that he has enough. He's yeah. built up enough reputation and equity around the league that people yeah. are going to give him a shot. And also, in- Ingles, sn- sneaky eight years in the league. Yeah. It's a shame it wasn't longer, but then again, when people say, like, I'm not sure he was... The way the NBA was at the time before, I'm not sure he was ready and would have fit as well. Like if he'd gone over earlier, I'm not sure it would have worked like out. Straight as well. out of the dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, try like technically he was in the draft, right? I don't know how serious he was because you know, yeah. these guys sort of yeah, um, like they're quote unquote undrafted in this year, but that's just because they became automatically eligible. And then, what year was he? he was like 2009? He was the 09 draft, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you could replace him with a, like a shame for beat with him; it'd be fine. <laughs> um, actually, where would he get drafted now? And I guess it's like, hard no, to say like because some of we, these guys are over the hill. Like knowing what we know now, but placing them back in two thousand and nine. Yeah, ah, uh, he's probably like a late first rounder, mid to late first rounder, I reckon. I'd probably say about somewhere between ten and fifteen. Yeah, mid first rounder. Because, I mean, that that draft class has got... It's really good. Yeah, and, like, even, like, you know, Brandon Jennings is done now. Johnny... Sorry, not Johnny Flynn. Um, (laughs) Terrible example. (laughs) But, like, you know, Jennings is done, for example. But he was drafted, what, seventh, eighth? Ten. No, wasn't DeRozan ten? DeRozan nine. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, um, Jennings is in there. Like, he's done now, but he's probably still drafted him higher. The thing is, like, yeah, he's had a, a career worth it considering like the way the drafts are like worth that sort of first yeah, round. So I'm, I've got the draft in front of me. So you've got Blake Griffin was one Harden was three Tyreek Evans, another odd one, but like probably still worth drafting high 
Rubio. We won the rookie of the year out of this. Yeah, I know. Uh, Rubio is at five. That's, Car- that's wild that he won the rookie. Look at these lists. Look I know. at this list. Steph Curry was seventh. Jordan Hill had a good career at eight. Like, yeah. like probably not an eighth pick career, but not, not for eight, but no. career, yeah. Uh, DeRozan nine, Brandon Jennings 10, Gerald Henderson was 12. He was all right. James Johnson 16, Drew Holiday 17th. He was the first player drafted born in the 90s, I think. Holiday. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ty Lawson, a good but odd career, 18th. Jeff Teague, 19th. Eric Maynard. That's Ty Lawson, good value for 18th. Like where he was yeah. probably six or seven years before the sort of issues. Yeah, but like you keep going. Eric Maynard had a decent career. Darren Collison, Omri Caspi. Your boy, Omri Caspi. <laughs> um, Bo Boy had like a good playoffs for the <laughs> Mavericks. Taj, Taj Gibson, Gibson at 26. 26th. Carroll, 20, Damari Carroll, 27th. Wayne Ellington, 28th. Tony Douglas had a good couple of years. Dante Cunningham. It just goes on and on. Uh, who was Dewan Blair, Jonas Jarebko, Jody Meeks, Beverly was in this draft. It's pretty crazy that uh, Paddy Mills, fifty-five. The international talent in this draft, like Decolo. I was going to say this was. I was about to say the international talent in this draft was not properly, other than Rubio, was not properly valued. No. Um, even, I mean, Victor Clever is a very good player, but 22, like it just didn't work out in the NBA. Caspi, obviously pretty good. But yeah, Decolo at 53, like one of the best shooters on the face of the planet. Uh, well, Mills, uh, sorry. Hashim the beat drafted. So I know he went to college, so it's a bit different, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Calathas. Pardon? Calathas. Oh, I missed Danny Green. Sorry. I think you might've said him, but I missed him. No, I missed him too. because uh, I just quickly scrolled 46. through once I got. But yeah, also uh, Baines, Ingles. Um, Tedesic technically in this draft. Also, oh, where's, fun, where's fun, undrafted? Yeah, funnily enough, t- uh, Blake Griffin's older brother was also in this draft. <laughs> drafted 48. <laughs> Alonzo G, underrated. Decent player for a couple of years there. Uh, Cedric Jackson, New Zealand Breakers legend. Garrett Adrian, Tem- Bucks legend. Garrett Temple. Baines. Baines was in this draft. Wow. Oh, Luigi Datomi. There we go. Shut it down. So yeah, the it's the best international player. That's like a whole, it's like a FIBA All-Star 5 squad in this <laughs> draft alone. Christian Iyengar. But the point is, like, Ingl- like, it's a very strong class. And like, if you extrapolate their careers, knowing what we know now, like what Ingles, I, I, I'm comfortable with mid to late first round for him. I think somewhere between 10 and 15. He's been that good in the NBA. Um, we'll say 15th then. Yeah, okay. Because I, I think you can, if the beat obviously falls down. Do oh, we're not, we're not doing Tyreek Evans below. No, but I feel like this is worth answering. Would you put Tyreek Evans below Joe Ingles? No. Okay. I don't know what I would do. I might, t- I might take Joe Ingles instead of him. Uh, gun, like knowing the early career he had, but no, I wouldn't. But like, what was it for? It was for Sacramento, so it meant nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Like, it was more like the promise lost, right? Yeah, had a decent couple of years in New Orleans where he was like triple double threat. Um, and then he had what was the issues with Tyreek Evans? Like, uh, drugs. Um, yeah, was it drugs? Uh, was unfortunate it performance enhancing. Was something like that? Oh, uh, it's, it's just it's just right. He's eligible for reinstatement in twenty twenty one. There you go. But I mean, he's, he's probably done. Yeah, I'd say he's probably done. Thirty two. Yeah, no, he had, he had a good year in Indiana as well. And I think people 
like he'd re he'd like he kind of had a, a weird year in Memphis, and then I think he had um like rehabbed his image, like his reputation in Indiana. Yeah. Uh nope. Sorry, he no. What am I on about? He averaged nineteen five and five in Memphis, <laughs> <laughs> and then ten three and two in Indiana. So that was completely. Was up. that the year that Memphis weren't great though? Right, they had like one year reset between. Ah, uh, they, they started were, getting oh, rid of guys. They were, well, yeah, that was the um. Well, that's when they dropped so Jackson squad. the next year. Yeah, they were twenty two and sixty. <laughs> yeah, J- that was the year Fisdale got fired and JB Bickerstaff was interim. I mean, it, correlation, <laughs> not causation. <laughs> I mean, JB's not that bad. It was they, it's just they it's, drafted they drafted quite well though. You know, I mean, Ivan Rab failed in the thirty fifth pick, but Dylan Brooks forty five. Then they draft Wade Baldwin. Or was that before that? No, that was way. That was like 2015, 16. Yeah. Because, I mean... And he, he, he was he was meant to be the guy. And, oh, my God, did that not work? I think the draft success has been only recent. But the hit has been so big that they, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, Bald- Baldwin was just like a noted asshole, wasn't he? Baldwin was like one of the first first round picks to have their like option declined. Like, like third, their team options. The third year? Like th- or- I think it's third or second year. Well, he was in Memphis for one year, so. Yeah, his second year option was declined then. No, and it was like the no, first time it had ever happened. No, first two years are guaranteed. No, like his second year. Like it was after, something like that. And after, it was. After the second year? He was waived on October 16, 2017. He was drafted. 16 draft. Yeah. I mean, he was still, yeah, he's waived. Yeah. That doesn't mean like his option. Anyway. I just remember po- at the time it was like, this is oh, crazy. That, yeah, yeah. 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 The point is, yeah, he sucked. Um, speaking of 2009 redraft, Aaron Baines was in that draft. Where does he go? I feel like this is a different situation to Ingalls because a, uh, not that the, in- the injury is probably a little bit more serious in terms of, I mean, not to downplay ACL because it's probably the, the worst, but like common basketball injury. I'd say, so, I'd say, I'd say second worst to Achilles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But I think with Baines, obviously, it's just a general, like, worse injury yeah. because it's so, like, like life-altering potentially. Well, you've read the the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. That- First of all, <laughs> have you seen the movie Basketball? Yeah, yeah, of course. When I read Deli and Sobe disguised as doctors to go visit him, <laughs> <laughs> just immediately thought of them going to see the, the Make-A-Wish kid in um, <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> killing him. <laughs> but yeah, I think the situation with Baines is different because he was already sort of out of the league. Um, or at least his place wasn't was in nowhere near as secure as Ingles. No, I don't think it was out of the league. I, I think he still had enough credit from his time with Detroit and Phoenix. And was there another stop? Before? No, maybe not. Just didn't do didn't go well with the Raptors. No, and he even recognised that it was a bad year for him. Yeah, um, which I mean, the, the sort of thing is is that you can't afford to have a bad year at thirty five. No, um, because I don't. 
it's hard to say. He would have got picked up given again the way that the league has gone. He would have got picked up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the after the Olympics, but yeah, it's, yeah, because everyone would have assumed he'd have a good Olympics rehab that image. I think he was looking at minimums, though. I think it was a drop. I don't think it was going to be. What was the one with Toronto? Was it like uh, biannual? I've got it in front of me. Hang on, give me a sec. Was it partial Phil, MLE? Fill time. Fill time. <laughs> um, he was, yeah, on he was on four, seven million. Oh well, he was. Yeah, he was on. Was that a full Emily? That, that's the most he's ever earned in a season. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he was awesome in Phoenix. He um, was, yeah. Boston, that's who I forgot he was with before. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's it's hard because it's all sort of TBA with him, isn't it? And then if it's... Yeah, do, do you think he gets back to the league? He's probably not going to play this season. Just gun to your head if you had to pick? Well, I mean, he's probably going to have a shot, isn't he, if he wants it. It'll just be whether he's been an odd one to me. Like not to change the question. Like I, in if I like answer the question quickly, I guess. Like I said, if he wants to, I think he'll get an opportunity with someone. Um, like I said, given the equity that he gained throughout his time in the league, although I don't think it's as as sure bet as sort of Ingles. Um, but Baines is an odd one for me as to whether he'd bother playing in the NBL. Or just retire. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I... I don't know. I, has he said stuff about it? I haven't really tracked it, but like... Playing in the NBL. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't... For him, less than sort of any of the other golden generation guys, I don't think he needs to. Like, I no, feel like I don't, it was important I don't, I don't for think anything, and, I don't think there's anything outside of like him... Like people saying, oh, we might see him in the NBL one day. Yeah. But there's no no actual. But yeah. like, I think it's obviously important for Delhi because, he, you know, he should keep playing and, and what, you know. Well, he's, um, yeah, he's maybe, only 30, 31. Yeah. Maybe you can get back to the, the NBA. I, I feel like it it's sort of a <laughs> the most good ending. NBA out ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it's the absolute worst season for him to leave because he would have played this year somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had like the COVID situation between country's probably not been as you know severe and hard to get into. He probably would have been back there. Um, yeah. I feel with Ingles, it's sort of like a bookend thing. He'll probably want to play in the NBL again. Yep. Um, well, remember, Mills, Mill, I th- Mills, Mills I think has played well. in the NBL. I think he'll want to play in it as well. And also, but it's different as a, as a, as a smaller guy, not a, namely not a center. Yeah. Um, I think the Bogut was signaling a new era in the NBL, and that was making that sort of impact. Yep. I reckon uh, Thibel will want to play in the NBL. <laughs> Twenty thirty-five. Well, he wouldn't count as an import. So, like theoretically, some team signed him when he's like. Well, he's not going to need to, is he? Is no, of course not. Not even uh, close. Unless, like... unless his athleticism just falls off. <laughs> but sort of with Baines, I guess he doesn't. Especially if like there are associated risks with returning. Like, why is he going to bother? To be honest. Um, who do you think he'd play for? Uh, well. I don't think, does he have, he doesn't have really any ties to any no, teams, well, he's, he? he's from North Queensland, but Cairns famously can't afford anyone. So. Yeah. Um, like Sydney could use a centre, but then that kind of ruins, like they put, I don't know, it's odd. 
Um, they probably don't need another center right now. Well, they might. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't have any ties to anyone. Maybe. Like, well, we're talking in like a year's time, anyway. But maybe like Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, probably. I don't think he's the sort of guy like that. But again, he probably doesn't need to risk his reputation either by playing in the NBL, especially if he's going to be like thirty-six. Yeah. There's like he's no, no need to, especially like I said, if it turns out that like this issue. Yeah. Um, it's going to like, there's no, you know, you don't need to risk if he gets hit there again, then it's going to like, you know, God knows what. Um, yeah. So I've always felt a him of the, the golden generation boomers is probably the least. He's like simultaneously, like the easiest to see playing in the NBL, but not. Baines. Yeah. Yeah. Like I certainly see him fitting in there and certainly, you know, the couple of years there before when he was on the Spurs and it wasn't, you know, his playing well for the Spurs, but it wasn't quite clear if he'd be continued in the NBA for the next, what, seven, eight years from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's just an interesting thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. NBL teams certainly aren't going to say no. It'd be more worth if they can afford him. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not, not much else to discuss with Baines, I don't think. It's pretty exhausted. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we go? I mean, probably, yeah, probably not specifically. Um, just in general, you know, how it has, we... <laughs> how's your day? <laughs> I mean, it was great until we started this. Uh, like five minutes before we started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they haven't announced like the All Star Weekend Challenge stuff, have they? I saw uh, that the dunk contest. They've announced some of it. Oh, they have. Yeah, I, I know. Jaylen I saw Green, that they Jaylen announced Green's that like yeah, Giannis and brothers want to do the skills contest. Uh, okay, so Jalen Green, Juan Toscano Anderson from the Golden State Warriors, Cole Anthony. And Obi Toppin are the dunk contest. Oh man, no, yeah, <laughs> does, does not excite no. me in the slightest. Toppin is fun, but when you said Cole Anthony, I was like, can Cole Anthony dunk? <laughs> but no, I don't think anything else has been announced. The rising, oh, they've had the Rising Stars draft. There you go. The four teams because that's seven. It's four teams of seven, right? So it's pretty to be. I, I will say just first before we move off the the dunk. It's pretty disappointing that Charles not going to do it because you know he's going to be in there. Yeah, but then again, I want Hamadou Diallo in the dunk contest. There's again. probably. I mean, yeah, he's fun. Um, could Simon's come back? Um, I guess the thing would be with Jar is like. He has that perception of the in-game dunking that he doesn't need to do it. Yeah. I guess also if you want to see a dunk contest with Jar in it, I'd like to see Zion also in it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'll quickly run through. So there's a four-team draft. Team Barry, which I assume is... Um, which bar- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it could be any of them. It could be Scoot. What's his name? Scoot. There's, a, there's a Scooter Barry, I think. Uh, team Isaiah Thomas, Team Gary Payton, and Team James Worthy. So Team Barry has, and I don't, I doubt, I don't know. I think this is just, yeah, it's up, but I don't know what the draft order was. But uh, 
Team Barry has Cade Cunningham, Dyson Daniels, Evan Mobley, <laughs> Isaac Okoro, Alperin Shengun, Jay Sean Tate, and Franz Wagner. So they've got Cade and Mobley on the same team. That's cool. Oh, I thought you were going to next yeah, team. Or? Oh, yeah, I'll keep rolling through. I thought you might have just said something like that. I mean, it's it, literally, I mean, I suppose they play against each other in the league anyway, but it's like we got this thing together and you do it so then you can get like the rivals playing against each other and then they're literally on the same team. <laughs> uh, team Isaiah Thomas has, and this makes sense because he's got, yeah, uh, Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jaden Hardy, who's another Ignite. And Isaiah Stewart. So he's got the other two Pistons. <laughs> I think that team's probably going to win. It's, just, it's a good team. It's a really good team. <laughs> I, I have no idea who the G League Ignite guy is, and I don't think it matters. I think he's a top five guy in the draft. I don't, I don't think it matters. <laughs> uh, team Peyton has Lamelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Io DeSumo, Chris Duarte, Scoot Henderson from the G League Ignite, Jaden McDaniels, and Davion Mitchell. That's not. Scoot gonna... Henderson sounds like an NBL import. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a reporter in like Tulane, <laughs> the, the local writer with like wearing a trilby with the press tag tucked in. I'm a bit disappointed that Lamelo hasn't been put with a highlight guy. Maybe well, Scotty Barnes has got well, something for us. Well, I don't know what Henderson's like. Maybe he's the highlight guy. Oh yeah, fair. But I mean, yeah, McDaniel's seems like he could be, but he's not. Yeah. And team worthy is Cole Anthony, Marjon Beecham, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. Yeah, team Isaiah is going to win. Seems like a really small team unless Beecham is a big guy. Yeah. Stand by. <laughs> yeah, the he's Isaiah six, Thomas. He's 6'6. Six, six. He's 6'6. Six, six. Isaiah Thomas has uh, by far and away the best team because he just picked all sophomores. Yeah. Yeah, he, yes. he's like who yes. has the experience and I will pick the good players oh, yeah. oh, not like it's a boring team they're like Anthony Edwards of course yeah what's well, Edwards and Halibut again we're trying to get the rivals playing against each other in this game and you put them on the same team <laughs> it's a bit like um, remember when Luca and Trey were playing against each other and then they're just like laughing together on the court yeah as, as, I, hit, as I hit the half court yeah yeah um, anyway, that, that's your Rising Stars teams. I don't know. I don't know if this format's terribly entertaining. I guess we're, like, we're going to have to see. Well, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. It's like uh, a round yeah. robin day type thing, isn't it? I guess you sort of extend the... The, the, thing, the thing that it annoys me, and look, it's a pretty minor concern, but like when they keep changing the format is it makes records pointless. Yeah. And it's the I same... Think you, you could keep doing World and US. I don't... Because, I mean, yes, I know. You should like, make when, that the when, all-star game then. Yeah, but when, oh, yeah, I don't know. It, but like when you have guys like Pero Antic and Delhi making, I mean, Delhi was at least young enough oh, well, to that do was it. The, but, that was the beginning of the. Yeah, and Delhi was at least young enough to be like a somewhat of a <laughs> rising star. Was it last year? Um, the rosters last year were really good. I don't, what world? Is that, is that the is that the Donkic and Trey one we were talking about? That was the All Star game, mate. No, they that was during USA World. Oh right, um, 
hang on, 2021 roster. Okay, last year it wasn't necessarily balanced because you had RJ versus Jar Zion, Michael Porter Jr., and Lamelo. That's an um, insane team. Yeah, that's probably why they changed because that team is stacked. Yeah, uh, oh, the twenty, yeah. the twenty twenty. I mean, sorry, game. no, no, sorry, no, don't go. We have to read the world team. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Precious Achua, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Denny Avdia, RJ Barrett, Facundo Campazzo, Brandon Clark, Lou Dort, Hachimura, Theo Maladon, and Michael Mulder. Jesus. That's why they changed. They're, they're all like bench, the, they're all bench guys. They're all like six men except for RJ. The year before and Dort was good. Oh yeah, was, the year before was wild. Luca and RJ and Aiton, shy. Yeah, yeah. Nikhil, yeah, the, the, probably Aiton, the US Barrett, had there. Clark, Doncic, Shea, Rui. I guess Jacobi. sort of the issue with this is then when you restrict it to two years, it's usually like if this is a strong international draft or this is a strong US draft. But you need to sort of it need, they need to come at the same time to get a good game. Yeah, or you need to have like one superstar from each. And that's sort of what you got in 2020. Yeah. Or at yeah. least. Um, and then we look at, where's, where's the, was it 15, 14? Oh, with Peril Antich. 2015. Uh, no, Antich was. Yeah. I mean, look at the 2015 US team. It's awful. Antich it's just Giannis was, wasn't, Antich it's was just Giannis wasn't necessarily Giannis at that point. Yeah, Antich was 2014, but it wasn't... Antich wasn't even world versus America, USA. It was literally just a rookie sophomore. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he was a solid player. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Still. Probably could have played longer in the NBA. It's funny because the only two rookies on Team Hill for that game was Pero Antich and Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 2015 was Stephen Adams, Giannis, Bojan... Bogdanovich, uh, Gorgi Jang, Dante, Exum, Rudy Gobert, Miritich, Olinik, Schroeder, Wiggins, Nurkic, Deli, and Papa, Lick, Papa Nikolaou. There's a name. Um, Adams. The team and, USA, not ideal. Adam, Adams, Olinik, and Nurkic were all injured, so they didn't play. Against Plumley and Zeller. Yes. Defending the US. Oh, I win mean, Levine, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, I mean, no, I'm just saying that the team's not, yeah. No, it's it's never balanced. Like the one year it was, it was good, but like, yeah. Unless you, you should, just, to be unless honest, you just you had like get... a, unless you just had an international versus America like exhibition game. Yeah. But I mean, then. To be honest, like... you can probably get rid of it. And then if you entice the rookies and sophomores to do the challenges. The, the thing is, though, like with, with you could, might be able to have an America versus World game, but then like do the All Stars play in that, and then the All Star game, or like is that the All Star game? Mo- yeah. No, the, you're not adding. If anything, you're taking away from the weekend. Yeah. Um, in terms of like when you're trying to change it, I think that's also what they're trying to do here, right? Because they're saying, all right, you don't even have to play a full game anymore. You don't even have to play 20 minutes. You're going to play 15 minutes over three games. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I guess historically you, you keep it, but like, yeah, you can probably get rid of this and then just entice guys. Like, imagine if Anthony Edwards was in the dunk contest. He didn't have to worry about playing in this little tournament thing and then you'd had him in the dunk contest. I feel like that's much more exciting than watching him sort of do what he does anyway every night. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, well, he's going to have some pretty good interviews out of All-Star anyway. So, <laughs> All right. I think we're done here. Yes. Where can our loyal listener follow you? <laughs> they, they can't. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, Tim Richardson. That's a reference. I, I, was I, wasn't, I wasn't aware that the, the Cricket 19 game had a... <laughs> And um, was had that sort of connectivity. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, as always, you know, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on one of the three big podcasts. Do we count Stitcher as a big network? No. Make themselves as a big network. Spotify, Apple, Google, um, beyondthefence.com.au, antisocial basketball and newsletter. You know, it's popping off, you know, Pre like all star takes before they even know they're all stars. Um, now come on, drop your handle. Um, oh, I uh, Tim R. Ray, <laughs> is that it? Yeah, oh, you know, I was about to say TRW, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do you have a trading cards Instagram? No, <laughs> I, uh. I keep them, I, <laughs> I keep them in my jungle. Um, <laughs> bookshelf (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway uh, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time